So I hope you all had a great Christmas, and I hope you continue to have a great Christmas all year long, all year long. It's great that we can celebrate. It's great that we can bring this incredible awareness to Christ during the season. But really, it's more than that, right? It's an everyday experience. More Christ. More Christ than what? Than yesterday. Than five minutes ago. Than five seconds ago. More Christ. More awareness of who He is in our lives. But I hope you enjoyed all your time with your family, your friends. If you couldn't get there, I hope you had a great day anyway because Jesus will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He's always there. He'll stick closer than your brother. Hallelujah. Anybody here have a brother? No, don't raise your hand that uh, maybe you don't get along with very well, right? But he'll stick closer than that. So I hope you all had a great Christmas, and I hope you just continue to celebrate Christ throughout the entire year of 2021, which is right around the corner. 2020, I win. No, you win, right? One. I won. Praise the Lord. I made it through 2020, and here 2021 is coming around the corner. I want to talk to you this morning about uh, fear not. I think uh, with the state of the affairs in this world, it's easy to get your focus on the fears or the cares of this world rather than who you are in Jesus Christ. The Bible's very clear that without faith, it's impossible to please your Father. And so it's easy in times like this to kind of take on the cares of the world, get out of faith and get into fear, but I'm here as, as a pastor this morning, as a messenger of God, and I'm here to really awaken something that's not deep on the inside of you. Because without your faith in Jesus Christ, what is the point of, of coming to church? Or what is the point of, of, of raising a family that says, I, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? He's not just your Lord. He is your Savior. And he wants to save you not only uh, for eternity, but he wants to save you right here, right now in this world. He died so that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. More abundantly than what? Than all the cares of this world. The Bible not only prophesies that we're going to be saved and Christ is going to come and redeem us and take us into heaven, but it also says there's going to be tribulation. There is going to be difficulty. There are going to be problems. And, you know, sometimes when, when problems occur that sometimes seem bigger than we are, I'm telling you, it can begin to undermine all the authority that you possess in Jesus Christ. And some of you go, well, what authority do I possess that Christ has? Well, you're joint heirs with Christ. You're joint heirs with him. And I promise you, Jesus is not in heaven right now wondering how he's going to make it through another day. He, he's not. He's, he's going, no, I am in complete control and if you listen to a few of my messages on Wednesdays, you know, we, I talked a lot about the need for the control of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're like, well, that's a strong word, Pastor Paul. No, I want the control of the Spirit in my life because the Spirit knows what's best for me. I don't know what's best for me. I, I tell you, if I if it was up to me to just make up my own mind, to do my own things every day, I would do all kinds of crazy stuff. But when I allow the influence, and I would say stronger than influence is the control of the Spirit in my life, 
that really puts me in a much more powerful position because it's no longer me who's living, but it's the Christ that lives in me and operating through me. And you think, oh, man, I don't know if I could give my whole life over like that. I'm telling you, the, the influence of the Spirit in your life, the control of the Spirit, giving the Spirit control in your life is the most effective way of living you could ever imagine because the fears of life will come and they'll enter your mind and then you'll be toying back and forth if you're not careful between the cares of the world or the fears that are out there and letting the Spirit have control of your mind, have control of your life. God is never going to fail. I will fail. <laughs> I tell you, I have made failures. I, you know, have been a failure in my life. I have experienced failure in levels of my life. And, and yet, the more I focus on those things, the more I release who I am in Jesus Christ. Because the, the, the key to overcoming your, your, your fears it's not just saying, well, I give control to God, but then I really don't. But it's really saying I give control of the Spirit over my life. And I do that in an unusual way called faith. Meaning I have no expectations other than what God has for me in my life. I don't get distracted by this or get distracted by that. And, and next thing I know, I'm so consumed with some of the problems you know, of, of life that I can't really see who I am in Christ anymore. And the power that Christ died to give me now is suddenly negated because I don't have the faith to receive it. I don't know if some of you get letters from family members during Christmas. You know, they summarize the year and so on and so forth. But we get letters from family from abroad that we don't get to see a lot. And, you know, I read one this morning that just came in the mail, and I was so distraught. I read this letter, and as I read it, I thought, oh, my goodness. This is a woman that believes in God. This is a woman that, you know, has, you know, has lived her whole life, has volunteered the majority of her life. I mean, done what she knew to do to serve God all of her life. But as I read this letter, I'm looking at it going, this is not a good report. This is, this is a, a letter that's written from a place of, of hurt. This is a letter that's written from a place of fear. This is a letter that's written that I actually handed to my wife, and I said, you need to read this letter. I mean, it's, it's so far removed from the way I practiced my life that it was almost shocking to read. And certainly this woman has gone through some difficulties this year, and, and I won't go into those details, but I'm sure all of you recognize what I'm talking about. And these are the times where we really need to buckle down, and we really need to begin to understand what real faith is. Faith is not name it and claim it nonsense. That, that's, that, that's not faith. Faith is saying... God, I give you my life, everything, my health, my finances, it's all yours, God. Now, now please use me as a willing vessel for your glory to show up in this earth. And you begin to allow, when you do that, the cares of this world to just kind of let them go. 
and not carry them and not define yourself as this political party or that political party or, you know, this side or that side or right or wrong or whatever. Listen, the world is going to do what the world's going to do. And I trust, I trust with all the faith that God has given to me that his will be done. His will be done. And God, use me in the greatest capacity that you can to make sure that that happens. Because really, once you get to that point, now you're in a position where you can really hear the Spirit of God and what He's saying in your life. And when I'm talking about fear not, I'm also talking about don't fear what God has for you to do. And that's the flip side of this whole thing. It's like, okay, well, Pastor Paul, I'll, I'll do what you said, and I'll give my life to Christ, and I, you know, I won't fear all the things in the world. But then on the flip side of that, don't fear what God tells you to do. Do it with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path, and he'll make sure that you're taken care of and everybody around you is taken care of because you're not operating from a place of fear or limitation any longer. You're operating in a supernatural realm, which is really what God has called us all to do. And this sounds so foreign to so many people. You've been indoctrinated with certain things, and it's just like, well, you know, we just have to have reverence for God, and we have to, you know, all of this, and, you know, even that is a burden for us to carry, and we shouldn't have things, and, and all of this kind of thing. Well, listen, the kingdom of God cannot expand without the stuff. It can't. It just can't. And you say, well, no, God's in control, Pastor Paul. You just said that. I hear you, but you got to hear the whole message. One is to get in faith. Holy Spirit, have control over my life. Two is to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. And three is the obedience to do what God has called you to do. And you're going to come into the contact of, oh, that's right, things need to get paid for in order for this thing to happen. And God wants to bring those resources into your life. Some people think that, oh, my goodness, if I have too much, then I'm just being selfish and all this stuff. Well, no, you're going to be selfish if you hoard it all for yourself. But if you'll just let it go, if you'll just be obedient to what God tells you to do, and that in and of itself can be very, very scary for people think, well, if I give more, then I have less. That's not the way the kingdom works. And I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get your money. I, I, listen, it's nothing to do with any of that. I'm talking about a supernatural way of living where you're no longer living based on what you see. You're living based on the control of the Spirit and the obedience to do what the Spirit of God is telling you to do. And the more you practice that, the more you're going to have. Because if you're faithful with the little things in your life, you'll be made a ruler of great things in your life. And I'm talking about things that, I mean, are so, you know, like if you could have a wish that you would just say, I wish that would happen, this vision for my life. I wish it would happen, but I'm so far removed from it. There's so many obstacles in the way. And then I've got COVID, and then I've got the economy, and then I've got the turmoil in the government, and then we lost so-and-so and all of these other things. But I'm here to tell you, at some point, you got to be the light to the world. You got to be a leader. You got to stand up for what's right. You got to stand up for what's righteous and say, you know what? I, I'm not going to, I recognize what's happening, but that's going to continue to happen unless somebody stands up and says, you know what? I can operate by the, by the Spirit of God. That's why I'm here. That's why Jesus came to fill me, to, to empower me with the presence of God. And you possess that. 
2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a, a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Oh boy, I can get into the power, I can get into the love, but then, oh that's right, self-discipline. I can't be passive any longer. I can't go with the flow any longer. And some of you, I know I'm speaking to you this morning, you are on the verge of a breakthrough, but you're holding on to the way things were, and you're holding on, and I'm just telling you, you can be free in the Spirit. As free as you are in the world, you can be that free in the Spirit, but it's going to just take you to let that part of yourself go and say, you know what, I'm no longer my own. I don't possess myself any longer except to have the self-discipline to get up and say, you know what, the Spirit of God is alive, it is moving, and it lives inside of me, and it wants to have room for expression, and the only way that's going to happen is for me to give the control back to the Spirit of this vessel, hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and, and, and then do it. Obedience is greater than anything you're going to sacrifice. Trust me. It's difficult. It's hard. It's, man, my, my mind, my will, my emotions wants to go this way and wants to maintain the status quo. Doesn't want to, you know, really get out there and put itself out there and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I can make a difference in the world, in the kingdom of God. I can do that. You all can do that. You're all called. You're all equipped. And you, you have everything that you need to do what God has called you to do. The question is, will you develop the self-discipline? To get up every day and practice that thing as if it is true. And some of you go, well, what if it doesn't work? And what if this? And that's fear motivated. You see what I'm saying? What if is fear motivated? I can't is fear motivated. I will try is fear motivated. Because try gives you the option to get out of it, right? I tried. Well, there's no trying in what I'm talking about. It's like you're going to be a white t-shirt and you're going to go through the tie-dye process, okay? You're, you're going through and you're going to come out with all kinds of strange colors and patterns. You don't know what it'll be. You don't know what you'll become, but you will become what the Spirit of God wants you to become. And how that fits jointly into the body of Christ is an incredible experience that you have the role and the responsibility to really rise up and become that, the best of it. Fear not. Numbers 13, 25 to 33. So think of this as in modern time, in a, in a modern living of your life. After exploring, exploring the land for 40 days, that's a person that's exploring, going, okay, is this spiritual thing real? Is this really going to happen? Is what Pastor Barb talks about really real? Or is this something she's just telling me? And, and like you're in that, you're vacillating in that area. But after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community 
what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. Now, this is what happens at Faith Builders Church every week. We come up here, we show you the fruit, it's fantastic, it's great, and then there's people that leave and go, I don't really get that. I Like, what is that, and how do I incorporate that in my life? But here we are as men and women of God preaching the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ over and over and over. We're reporting to you the incredible glory in the kingdom of God that's available to everybody, okay? And it says, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land that you sent us to explore. So Pastor Barb says, hey, come on, jump in. You know, just jump into the kingdom of God and let's see what happens here. And it indeed is a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. So a land flowing with, with all the benefits of the glory of God. This is what we're talking about, the kingdom of God right here. And here's the kind of uh, fruit that it produces. But the people living there are powerful. Hmm. So now there's a world out there that's going to try to defend your ability to get to what God says you can do. And their towns are large and they're fortified. You know, they've got all the news. They've got all the media. They've got all the government. They've got all the stuff. You know, just go on and on and on of how big and how impossible it is for you as a man or a woman of God, for us as a faith builder's church to be an influence against what we're seeing. And it says, we even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak and the Mechalites live in, uh, oh man, all these words, I'll tell you what. All those, listen, all those we already have declared as our enemies are also there. And this is scary. And it says, the Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. Everybody say, but Caleb. But Caleb. Now say, but your name. But Paul. Tried to quiet the people as they stood before their leader. So you've got somebody standing here Telling them, hey, this is the, the, the promised land. This is where God wants us to go, and we should all go there. So they send in a group of people, and Caleb says, hey, listen, man, we should go in at all cost. Like, we're going to kick their butts frontward, sideways. I mean, they don't stand a chance. He says, let's go in at once and take the land. He said, we can certainly Conquer it. Now, how many people know that, you know, these were a bunch of slaves, right? A bunch of people have been wandering around in the wilderness for a whole generation, haven't been, you know, getting up every day, sharpening their spears and their swords and doing all the things that they need to do. But it says the other men, everybody say the other men. Yeah. Who explored the land with him disagreed. We can't. Go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread through, uh, so they spread, hear this, they spread a bad report to everybody in Israel. They not only were telling them this, they were being little instigators to go around and tell everybody else, well, you know, maybe that was for a different time, maybe, maybe some other way. 
It says, the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. Next to them, now hear this. Most people just read this and, and don't get this, but next to them we felt like grasshoppers. They didn't say they, that they, we felt like grasshoppers. And because we felt like grasshoppers, that's what they thought as well. And so you got to be, as a, and I'm, I, now I'm talking about being a Christian. Do you feel like a grasshopper? Do you operate as a Christian feeling like a grasshopper? Feeling that anything at any time could come against me and crush me like the grasshopper I am? Or do you feel empowered like Caleb felt and this was a feeling he had, I'll tell you. Sometimes it's just a knowing that you have that really will cause you to become what God is calling you to become so that you can move by the Spirit and not based on what you are, are experiencing on the other side, how big the giant is. How big is God? How big are you as a man or a woman of God? What if you were to, to determine today on a scale of anything from a slug to a super-powered man or woman of God, where do you fall personally in that scale today as a man or a woman of God? As someone that's useless, as someone that, well, maybe every once in a while, or, or someone that's like, okay, no, I get this, and I'm going to try it. And, or, or someone that just says, you know what, I'm no longer my own. I am controlled by the Spirit of God. Wherever the Spirit of God leads, that's where I'm going to go. He's going to be the light unto my path. I'm not going to look at my circumstances to determine my outcome. It doesn't matter what the numbers say. It doesn't matter what this says. It doesn't matter what the person in the white coat says. None of those things matter. I'm thankful that they're all there because it can bring awareness of where I'm not putting enough faith in to see the miracle of God in my life. But I want to be a Caleb. I know you want to be a Caleb, but don't forget the self-discipline that it takes to become a Caleb in your life. Because Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses because they were all murmuring and complaining, man. They had no good report. They were already talking to each other about how big the giants were and everything else. And so he gets up there and he's saying, quiet down, everybody. Just relax, everybody. Don't worry about what's going on over there. I'm telling you, I've heard from God. I'm controlled by the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, let's go in today and go possess what God has called us to become. This is what Jesus made the way for you to possess. Yeah. Good stuff. Matthew 6, 31 to 34. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Where will we get our vaccine? Where will this come from? Where will that come from? What about our government? And oh, my goodness, and old Fox News says this, and old CNN said that. Oh, my goodness, the world is getting worse and worse and worse by the day. Whatever will we do? I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, doesn't matter how dark it gets. You could fill this room with darkness, complete darkness, no light 
in here whatsoever and have a flicker of light and you would see that in the darkest of dark, you are that light. You are that light. These things dominate thoughts of people without faith who don't believe in Jesus Christ. And you say, well, no, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm talking about believe in Jesus Christ. I'm talking about grab a hold of, of who Christ is in your life once and for all. Make that the calling card of your life and say, from now on, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to play games anymore. We are going to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and we're going to follow through. It says, these are the things that, that, that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Knows every one of them. But he says, seek, and, and hear this, he knows your needs based on his will for your life, not your will for your life. And there's a difference there. I tell you, when you get up with a new sense of purpose and who you are in Christ, it's going to create a whole new set of needs. And those needs, if you're not careful, will also, you'll become fearful of those needs. Because, oh, well, I could just go back to my old life. You know, my goodness, just me and my four walls, my kids, and that's it. Why am I going to worry about all these needs over here? Because it's what God's will is for your life. He knows what those needs are. Hallelujah. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. That's the supernatural. That, that's, that's going, you know what? I, I, I can no longer do what God is calling me to do on my own. I have to depend on the kingdom or the supernatural presence of God that orchestrates supernatural events to become unfolded so that big problems can get resolved by the kingdom of God. You're like a bubble. You're an atmosphere. That when people come in that atmosphere, they are being influenced by your faith. You're controlled by the Spirit of God, which now has approval to have influence on their lives. And sometimes we get fearful there as well. Oh, my goodness, I got, I'm walking in the Spirit now, and things are starting to happen. And, boy, my mom called me, thought I lost my ever-loving mind. She can't believe that I'm, I'm going down this road. I, my wife doesn't know who I am anymore. But, man, God, the, the, the Spirit of God is in operation in every area of my life. Trust me, they'll all catch up. They'll all catch up. But at some point, you got to become the leader of your household. At some point, you got to become the leader in your community. At some point, you got to become a leader in the kingdom of God and say, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do it with all my heart. And should I fail, you know what? It won't be my failure, be God's. And here's what I'll say to qualify that. He never fails. Because he operates by love. And love never fails. The love of God will become shed abroad in your heart by the presence or the control of God in your life. He's never going to fail. And some of us in this room really need to get to that point to up the ante just a little bit more. Up the ante and just go, okay, God, I hear you, man, and I want to do this, but boy, oh boy, I've got a lot on my plate right now. And God says, listen, I've got it all covered. I know what your needs are. I've got it all covered. If it's his vision for your life, 
then it's his heavenly provision to see it through. And I'll tell you this much. You could be operating by faith and it not even be God's will. Hear this by the Spirit of God. It's not even God's will. And God will honor it. He'll honor it. He's not out for perfection. He's out for perfected. And if you can learn about what faith is and how to operate by faith, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, I'm never going to live like that again. God will use even your misdirection to bring a better perspective exactly where he wants you to go. All things work together for good to those who love Christ Jesus. So don't get so caught up in, well, I don't know if this is the devil telling me this or the God or, you know, bad pizza I had last night or whatever. Just take what you got, take what you know, and begin to operate by faith and watch God move, okay? Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries Today's trouble is enough for today. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us with faith. Amen. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us to this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, now stand, sounds like Caleb talking right here, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory, we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I can't comprehend God's love. Only the Spirit can. Therefore, I must give control of, to the Spirit of God in my life to direct me in everywhere I go. I'm out of time. But I'll close with this scripture. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If it's on your mind, pray about it. If you have worries, if you have concerns, pray about it. And don't pray from God, do this for me, God, do that for me, God, do this for me. No. Holy Spirit, I give you control of my life. And I will not worry about anything. Instead, I will declare what the Word of God says about my fears to you, God, repeating the Word of God back to you in my prayers. And I will tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't forget, I mean, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how difficult it becomes, thank Him for what He has done. Stay focused on those things. And then you'll experience God's peace, which extends, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live under the control of and the influence of Christ Jesus. Just a strong presence right now. You know, in 2021, my whole focus is going on, God, do what only you can do. 
you know, there's only so much I can do. There's only so much your pastor, Pastor Barb, can do. There's only so much that, 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 that those in any authority in your life can do. But what I pray for every person in this room is that you allow God to do what only God can do by giving Him complete control of your life. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Pray to God about the things that you're fearful about. Know you're not in that boat all by yourself as well. And just do what God is calling you to do. Everything that he has is already pre-planned, pre-orchestrated, and all he's trying to do is get his people to rise up to the occasion and say, Father, I'm ready to go into the promised land and I'm willing to do it now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you this morning for this incredible opportunity, Father, to just minister your word. And I thank you that your word is life. I thank you that it's the truth that makes us free from all of the things that so easily beset us, Father God. Liberate us from our fears. Ignite us with your faith. And may we be the vessels of your glory to be poured out in this earth so that the kingdom of God, the supernatural, can begin to be released, not from just a few, but of many. And I thank you for unity. I thank you for one accord and single-mindedness, Father God, as we continue to do what you've called us to do. Have your way in us and do what only you can do. Some of you in this room need to get your hearts right with God this morning. This is your opportunity to do so. Some of you need to come to Christ for the first time. Some of you need to renew your, your life back to Christ. Some of you want to take that next big step with God, which isn't a big step, but to you it is. And, and, and to him, he's made a way where there seems to be no way. But I want to make sure everybody has their lives right with Christ this morning. I want you to say this prayer together with me. Pray it with all your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongdoings. I make you the Lord of my life. Save me from all my fears. Holy Spirit, I give you control of my life. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart, just slip your hand up between you and God. I see that hand. Hallelujah. 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 Just a great time to come back to God. Hallelujah. That's great. That's wonderful. You can all put your hands down. You can open your eyes. Fear not. And these are the departing words of Jesus, for he is here and he is for you. Pastor Barb.